0: All right, first of all, y'all's predictions for this game were about the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> I read some of them in the hotel today, which y'all picked, and y'all couldn't have been more off. Um, just uh, what a great night for um, our players, our, our coaches, our staff, our organization, our university, our state, the city of Columbia. Um, what a night. I mean, I don't even know where to, uh, where to begin, but... Uh, I've been saying it every week. Y'all think I'm crazy. We got a good football team, and we showed it tonight, and I get it. We played like crap last week. But one thing we talked about in our team meeting on um, Tuesday morning when we started this week is that good football teams have bad nights and bad stretches, and I get it. Missouri wasn't pretty, and the second half of the Vanderbilt game wasn't pretty, and last week wasn't pretty. But um, I told them the story back in 20. or last year, the LA Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl. Well, in mid-November, they went on like a three-game losing streak and got the heck beat out of them by a division rival, the 49ers. And they came back and won the Super Bowl, though. In 20, what was it the Bucks? I think won it in t- Heath or Tampa, guy. 2020, Heath won the bu- or the uh, Bucks won the Super Bowl. 2020, the Bucks go in mid-November and get beat by the Saints, like 38 to three. In November and all the talk on the outside is Brady can't win without Belichick and this that and the other and sound like coach Spurrier there this that and the other um but they they didn't listen to it they just came back and they got better the year before that the Chiefs I think the Chiefs had like a three-game losing streak and we played some bad and coached some bad football the last couple weeks but this group is freaking awesome man they just they come to work every single week and just get better and that's what we did tonight certainly it was clicking um and just so happy for the seniors we had a team meeting last night and and uh, some of the seniors spoke and it was really cool i mean eric douglas talked about he had a dream this week he said that the, we won the game the fans stormed the field and that's how he went out brad johnson talked about it. he just has visions of the goal posts coming down after the game and things like that and for those guys to to not listen to Uh, not listen to anyone on the outside. We talked on Tuesday morning, too. No disrespect that you guys don't get to write the story of this football team. Like every single person in here, I think, thought they knew how this game was going to go. Every person in here uh, thought, well, we've seen this story before, you know, how Carolina's going to finish. and It's a new Carolina, guys. You don't get to write the story. We write the story, and that's what our, we talk to our team about on Tuesday morning. They write the story of how this thing's going to finish. Everybody thinks they've seen this, read this book, seen this movie. They know how the chapter ends. Well, no, you don't, because um, I know what that team's about in that locker room, and and um, so proud of them and so happy for them as well. So, I don't know. I can keep going for hours. Y'all got questions? Offense, you know, Night and day different. Was there a, a definite switch in what you guys wanted to do? or was it... No, it was um, – we, we talked, David, that it's all about competition and the way Tennessee plays defense. Our receivers and tight ends are going to have one-on-one opportunities. And we felt really good about uh, our matchups against those guys. And we have all year. It's not just Tennessee. I mean, we felt that way. And and we tried to do it against Florida. I mean, we tried to do it in other games. But, you know, Spencer had a great week of practice. And, and we just – you know, we were down our top two running backs, if you will. And, and um, you know, Jaheim and Juju were going to be the two guys. But it was certainly running the football. But it was giving our guys on the opportunity, opportun- giving our guys on the outside opportunities to make plays. And um, that's what we kept doing. And, and they never stopped it. We punted one time. And that was because we had a little bit of a misread on the power read, I think, on first down and lost negative yardage. And that's the only time we punted the entire night. Keep picking us to get the <laughs> get the brakes beat off of us. You uh, weren't the only one, Ben. I mean, there was nobody in, in the entire world other than my family and the people. And I think they thought we were going to win. I'm not sure if they did or not. But um, <laughs> other than the people in our program that, that thought this thing was going to be, you know, close. I, I guess when you look at tonight and what Spencer did, I mean, what – can you say about his performance tonight and what you saw from him as a quarterback? The guy that, that, that he is. I mean, 30 of 30, – I didn't even realize that. 30 of 37 for 438 yards and six touchdowns. Oh, my God. Um, he was on, you know? Uh, you know. You talk about players and being in the zone. I mean, that guy was in the zone tonight. Sat was in the zone with the way he was calling stuff. Uh, um, I mean, our whole mindset going into this game, Ben, was attack. we, we You weren't going to – you weren't going to win this football game uh, punting on fourth down and not being aggressive. And the way that we coached the game offensively, the way we coached the game special teams-wise, the calls that Clayton made was not sitting back and being passive. Like, we wanted to dictate to them how this game was going to go. And uh, Spencer did. He was aggressive, throwing the ball down the field. And, um, and then, you know, just defensively as well, obviously losing Nikki Memori was a huge loss early in the game. But how about Peyton Williams? I mean, we're sitting here trying to redshirt the kid and hadn't even played much this year. And then he goes in in an environment like that and plays his rear end off. So proud of him. Coach, talk about aggression. I mean, you, you guys went for it early on your side of the field in a fourth yep. down. 12 different guys have a catch tonight. I mean, yep. did you just go in saying basically, got to let it all hang out because of how this team plays? Is that why it looks so different? Yeah, we always want to be aggressive, um, Heath. We, um, uh, I told the team last night, and, and no disrespect to any other program that, that Tennessee has played, but in Tennessee's game last week, their opponent punted five times on fourth and five or less. And granted, they were in minus territory. And, I'm, and again, I'm not questioning anybody, but I just told our team last night, like. I ain't punting five times tomorrow night on fourth and five or less. I'm just letting you guys know. And we talked all week about just having each other's back. And hey, if we go for it or we fake a punt or whatever, and we don't get it, defense, you got to have our back. And, and offense, you got to keep your butt on the field. Like we can't allow our defense to be out there all night. Like you got to have their back. And special teams, the way that we control field position. But we wanted to be aggressive. Uh, without a doubt, and the word we've used all week is just attack. I mean every single day that's just what we talk to our players about attack, attack, attack. They're a phenomenal football team. Um, I mean that, that, that's hard to stop. And with our depth issues on defense, we didn't need to be out there, you know more than 80 plays and it looks like they played 78. I mean our thought process was we got to be aggressive to stay on the field also. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it, just so happy for our fans that were, being in, that were there tonight. My youngest daughter, Olivia, she told me today that all she wanted was to f- storm the field. And don't think I forgot Olivia. She told me that would uh, suffice as her Christmas present as well. So if we could just have a court storming tonight, or a, a field storming tonight, sweetie. So we got you one. Uh, Santa will we'll certainly bring you all something, but it looks like Mommy and I are out of the presents. So, um uh I've got the text message saved but no it was awesome uh you know and and we were just talking in the locker room I mean that was a lot of years of our fan base waiting to get to do that and not just since I've been here the previous couple years before I got here and whatever else and and um I told Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler yesterday in our production meeting, the last time I was in this stadium and they were in the stadium and we were all here at the same time, was 2010 when we beat Alabama and they were number one in the country. And, and uh, it was pretty cool to be a part of it that day. And it was really, 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 really special to be a part of it tonight. And, and um, we got some awesome recruits that are in that locker room right now celebrating us with us as well. And, and as we continue to build this program and continue to add great players and people to this program, we're gonna have a lot of nights like that in Columbia. Oh, sorry, Um, I know this doesn't pertain to you, but I did pick y'all to cover. So did you, for the record? All yes. right. Um, yeah, I think Mike Yuva did too. I don't think Mike's in here. I think Mike did as well. Okay. But I read some of the predictions. I'm like, God Almighty, guys! We're not, we're not, we're not that bad, you know. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned Sat uh, a little earlier. Can you just kind of speak to to how he did tonight? With and and I guess in the week leading up to to, to tonight with the game plan. The yeah, defense. he was. Um, he was amazing and the players i mean eric douglas just came to me in the locker room and said we need to give sat a game ball and eric actually got up in there and talked about what an amazing job sat did tonight and not just tonight but throughout the week as well and and i get it i mean it's when you, it's what you sign up for. When you're the head coach, when you're the offensive coordinator, when you're the quarterback, when things don't go well, we're the three people that get the most blame. And, and don't get me wrong, a lot of it was warranted. We scored zero points offensively last week against Florida, and we didn't look pretty against Missouri. But um, you know, to be without Marshawn on a CBS tonight, and and um, you know, to do what we did offensively, it's. it's uh, I know y'all. I know I keep saying this, but we've been close and it hasn't been good enough i'll be the first to admit that but really proud of him and the week that he had and just going to work and and uh, and, and getting better so pretty special night for him for a guy that that is from east tennessee and, and was a graduate assistant of there uh, as well that they ran fireworks that they did what now they ran out they ran out that's a good problem when you run <laughs> when you can when you run out of fireworks. That is certainly a good thing. Yeah. If they've seen us play offense, they didn't have a big supply tonight. Probably Colin, like they probably thought they were good for the, the uh, for tonight for sure. And I guess Juice had a really good day. Yeah. He got some big third down conversions there. Just what did you see from him during the week? And then how big was that performance? Yeah, sorry, I'm just seeing these sets. Eleven catches for 177 yards. He was he was. Um, Awesome, he really was. I mean, the kid's such a weapon. Happy for Josh Van to score two touchdowns in his last home game here. Jalen Brooks scoring a touchdown, uh, Jaheem scoring twice. I mean, awesome job by those guys. But no juice is a uh, juice is a problem for people, and we've got a lot of receivers that that can be um, issues for opposing defenses. And and juice was certainly you know one of those guys, uh, one of those guys tonight you are obviously feeling good coming into this and, and your offense was scoring possession after possession, but was there a point in this game where you felt like this was just going to be all alls night, that this was going to be special? Um, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but before the game, I mean, we had a great week of practice, and they're a phenomenal team. They're ranked, what are they, fifth in the country or whatever they were for a reason. I mean, they're really, really, really good, but... Columbia South Carolina and Williams-Brice Stadium at night they uh, is is um, is a challenge for for any opponent and I knew what kind of team we had I know the week of practice that we had um starting Sunday night when we were out on the field and just the way that the guys worked throughout the week I mean I'm not saying that I thought we were going to score 63 points and beat Tennessee by 25 but I felt really good you know about things and as far as a a moment obviously when um when Hendon and I hope he's okay health wise. What a great young man and everything that's right about college football he is. Uh, but when he certainly when he you know fumbled and we got the ball right there, you felt pretty good about our chances of, of hanging on. But I felt really confident. I mean, we weren't shocked by what happened in the first half. In other words, I mean, we really, we nobody went in the half in the, into the locker room at halftime saying, "Oh my gosh, like look what we just did." I mean, it's what we expected to do. We really did. Shane, um, how much of a factor do you think your crowd was throughout the game on what they were trying to do when they were on offense? I think it was an issue. I mean, they were trying to do a lot of, look like check-in at the line of scrimmage, and, and, and it makes communication tough for them. I don't know, they didn't have the false starts that, that A&M had, but I certainly think it was a, it was a challenge. I mean, it was, it was loud down there, Gene, and, and uh, our crowd was certainly continued to just gain energy, you know, throughout the week, or throughout the game. And the, the same way then, are you confident that you guys can play well against a good, healthy team before a large crowd on the road? Are you referring to next week? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, you know, And obviously, that's going to be a really big challenge. They've got a phenomenal team. Uh, They've got a phenomenal defense. They've got a phenomenal front seven. We, we know that. But we, um, we've certainly, uh, we didn't do it last week. But, you know, I feel like we've, Kentucky, I mean, Kentucky was, it may not have been 100,000 people in there, but Kentucky was not an easy environment to be a part of, and we played pretty dang good up there that night. Shane, you briefly mentioned um, Josh Fan. How happy are you for him? I know you talked about him this week. He made the decision to come back. He's been a great team player, sacrificed for the uh, benefit of the team, and didn't have this kind of performance on senior night. Yeah, he deserves it. Just so happy for all those seniors, Rick, but Josh especially to catch two balls and and score two touchdowns tonight. I told him that when he was coming off the field. When I think the first one I hugged him and just told him how happy I was for him and so proud of him. And he's a great young man. He's matured so much since I since I got here as the head coach. And um, he's uh, he's 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 a special young man. I'm really happy for him. Just wondering who pays the twenty five thousand dollars fine to the SEC? You or Coach Tanner? <laughs> Coach Tanner. Coach Tanner. Um, uh, Coach Tanner. Yeah, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. A, a, a more serious note. I mean, the up and down nature of your season yeah. and, and your offense. I mean, Cap tonight. How how do you build on that with two games to go? And kind of show that you know this is what the offense is really all about on a week by week basis. Yeah, um, just build on what we did, and then after a loss, Phil, we there, there's uh, you guys hear me say it. I mean, there's good that comes out of losses that we learn from and build on. There's negatives that comes out of wins that we have to correct and continue to build on. And and obviously, I hate that it took till game eleven for us to explode like we did tonight. But I think our guys saw what. Uh, what we can be, and it's a, certainly going to be a challenge. I mean, we're pretty high right now with what we're doing. We got to come go right back to work tomorrow, and there'll be negatives from this game. There'll be positives from this game, and then we've got to get a lot better before uh, before next week at Clemson. But you know, we we've we had a bad stretch, and I know when we won four in a row and we're ranked 25th in the country, we're we we were not exactly just going up and down the field on people from a f- offensive standpoint, but we were winning football games, and it wasn't always pretty. Um, but, you know, it came together tonight, and I think the other thing is I don't think we had a single turnover, correct? Well, there you go, you know. I think we're still undefeated when we win the turnover battle. And to not have a turnover against these guys, because they were right at the top of the SEC in turnover margin, when we protect the football and we run the ball and, and, and all that, we're going to be successful, and we haven't done a good enough job of protecting the ball uh, offensively, that's for sure. Coach, to carry on with a couple touchdowns tonight. He's been the epitome of a team player for you. What can you say about him uh, in his performance today? Fantastic. Same thing like Rick just said about uh, Josh. I feel the same way about DK, for him to come in and, and uh, uh, score two touchdowns, uh, play quarterback. With, I'm sure you all noticed when he scores the touchdowns, he goes right out there on the kickoff team and he covers the kickoff um, he's playing on all of our special teams. He's just—he's awesome. And told him the same thing, man. Told him I loved him, so proud of him, and so happy for him. And, and I am. I mean, I'm genuinely just really, really happy for for these older guys because they've they've been through a lot. And these this senior class—they had a they, none of them came here to play for me unless they transferred in. But not only did they stay the first year when they could have left, and lead us to a bowl game last season. They doubled down and they came back and said, we believe in what essentially you're doing and we want to continue to be a part of it. And I can still remember Eric Douglas and Javon Gwynn and Wanham and those guys sitting in my office when they told me they were coming back for another year. And they all told me like we have higher goals than just winning um, six regular season games. And, and there's more out there for us to do and for them to come back and be so committed and do what they just did with a lot more first to still do uh, really happy for, those guys, especially DK, and and I told a lot of those guys, too, now, they're not all super seniors. So, some of those seniors that got announced tonight got another year. And uh, told a bunch of them they better get their back butts back here next year, too, and let's do it again. Can you talk about Jaheim's performance? You needed a running back. He had 17 carries for 82 yards to go along with all his catches. Yeah, kid's a football player. He is. I mean, he's just a football player. And uh, Jaheim's the kind of guy you can put him anywhere. And uh, – he's gonna go perform. So to catch five balls, to carry the ball 17 times, and look good doing it. He's, um, uh, we weren't force feeding a tight end, forcing him to be a running back. He's a really talented football player that, that can do good things when the ball's in his hands. Uh, you mentioned Alabama 2010, the recruit here tonight, all of that. Can you put context to what a win like this does for a program when you're trying to build? Can you even big picture it just this soon coming off the field? I think it's just a statement of what this place can be. And based on the smiles of a lot of those recruits in that locker room, um, they, uh, they, they understand, you know, for sure. Um, got something special going on here. We really do. And to do it tonight without – You know, guys that at the beginning of the season we were all counting on being starters, you know, whether it be going back to Mo Cava and Jordan Strom and they got hurt against Arkansas or CBS and Marshawn not playing tonight or Nick Emanwari getting knocked out or Eric Douglas goes out with an injury and Hank Manos, a senior, comes in and does a great job to lead us to a touchdown. I mean, there's just so many stories like that. I'm just so proud of all these kids. Um, And and it is a statement that, look what we just did, and we're nowhere near where – we're going to be as we continue to um, uh, get this program better and better. Anybody else? All right. Yeah, I was worried about them because I couldn't find my kids. Uh, They're somewhere out there on the field, so we were trying to find them. But that's what it's about, Um, you know – Everybody's a part of this thing, and, um, and they make a lot of sacrifices. She does, and I'm sorry. She does and our kids to allow me to do what I love to do, um, and she makes a lot of sacrifices. Uh, but but they're also the ones that, you know, we lose a game and we stink it up like we did last week. I get to go back to work. I can isolate myself in the facility. I can stay off Twitter, and I can kind of just be in the bunker, they're the ones that are, are out in the community, and they're the ones, not just me, but all the assistant coaches' wives and kids. They're the ones that are in the community. They're the ones that are in schools and uh, are going to school during the week and things like that. So for them to be able to, uh, they're a part of this and to share share in it after a big excuse me a big win like tonight is pretty dang uh, pretty dang special.